Hey, everyone. I'm David Chalian, the CNN political director. This is the CNN political briefing. Here's what you need to know in politics for Tuesday, November 9th. Bipartisanship has long been dead in Washington, but our politics are so broken now that threats of violence are being employed when members cross the aisle. You may have heard over the weekend President Biden joke about it finally being infrastructure week. I mean, this is because literally for years through Democratic and Republican administrations, there has been this promise of delivering for the American people on infrastructure. And in all those cases, Republicans and Democrats always identified infrastructure as one of those rare areas in our polarized politics for the parties to come together. Well, as you know, it hasn't gotten done until just finally late Friday night. The Congress sent President Biden a bipartisan infrastructure bill to his desk, a historic investment, $1.2 trillion for roads and bridges and broadband critical improvements to America's infrastructure to keep America competitive, to help provide jobs for the American people. 19 Republicans in the Senate joined with the Democrats over the summer to support that bill. And last week, there were 13 Republicans in the House who joined nearly every Democrat, six Democrats voted against it, to pass this bill. Now, The list is a bunch of Republicans who have not always been in lockstep with their leadership, certainly not always in lockstep with the Trump-motivated base of the Republican Party today. Fred Upton from Michigan fits that category as well. Fred Upton came on CNN last night and he played a voicemail that was delivered to his office with this reaction to his vote to support this historic infrastructure investment. Traitor. That's what you are. You're a piece of traitor. Hope you die. Hope your family dies. Hope everybody in your staff dies. You piece of traitor. Listen to his reaction to receiving that kind of vile hatred. We've seen civility really downslide here. I'm concerned about my staff. Uh, they're taking these calls. They're, they're threats to them. I mean, uh, our offices. I mean, uh, you know, in many cases, and, you know, I started as a congressional aide at, what, age 21, 22 years old. Uh, these are very disturbing adult uh, language, uh, to say the least, that truly is frightening. This is not some rare exception. This is the way in which our modern day politics is conducted. This kind of vitriol which is completely rewarded by Facebook and other social media companies in the way in which their algorithms work. This kind of vitriol is completely incentivized in our political culture. And members of Congress are rewarded when they play into this. They're rewarded with huge grassroots fundraising sums. They're rewarded with the loyalty of the base of the party in a primary, let's say. But it gets so extreme so fast. Paul Gosar, who is sort of from the entire other wing of the Republican Party from Fred Upton. This is somebody who has trafficked in conspiracy theories. He's an Arizona congressman, a Republican. He put out an edited anime video on Twitter. It's been seen millions and millions of times. Twitter won't take it down, but says it violates their hate policy. 
it depicts a version of him actually killing a an anime version of Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and then portrays him coming for President Biden in the video as well. And there is not an employer in America who would allow their employee to post something like that about a coworker and a colleague and still work at that company. But this is what he put up about his colleague in Congress. And the silence from Kevin McCarthy, from Steve Scalise, and the Republican leadership is deafening. And not only are acts like Gosar's feeding into the body politics so that Fred Upton gets a phone call like that, that's bad enough. But what makes it worse is that Kevin McCarthy's silence indicates to the Republican Party that this is acceptable behavior. Today, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi has called for an investigation by the Ethics Committee into this behavior and called on Kevin McCarthy to join her in condemning what she called this horrific video. In this time where our politics is so broken, where there actually is a moment of even just a little bipartisanship, it is completely seen as an act of disloyalty by base voters in the Republican Party that a Republican would vote for a bill favored by a Democratic president. And that kind of reaction can only be expected if members of Congress are allowed to behave in totally unacceptable ways. So I hope by the time you listen to this, Kevin McCarthy has already come out and condemned this. But this is the conundrum for the Republican Party. After having tremendous victory in Virginia, making big gains in New Jersey, trying to find a path forward to perhaps win back the congressional majorities next year, this is going to be the problem the Republican Party has to solve for itself, is how they navigate the vitriol and the ugliness that Donald Trump helped stoke while he is still very much the leader of the party. How do they navigate that even if they do win power? What would a Speaker McCarthy do when he's actually in charge of the institution? Keep your eye on how the Republican Party polices itself in this next year. That's it for today's political briefing. Thanks so much for listening. And please take a moment and be sure to follow us wherever you get your podcasts. We'll talk to you tomorrow.